new on Curiosity Stream. With my infrared drone, I can see what others can't. Drone pilot Doug Thrawn uses his bird's eye view for the ultimate good, saving animals from desperate situations around the globe. Join the rescue effort on a new season of Doug to the Rescue. And you captured a Confederate steamboat. We're taking the ship to freedom. An enslaved crew, a stolen vessel, and a Civil War dash to salvation on impossible escapes. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Bradford Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. Making a return appearance on the Bradfoe Show is Joseph Kelly, Cup of Joseph. What's your Twitter handle again? Joseph Kelly Jr., maybe? Joseph Kelly Jr. It used to be Cup of Joe or Cup of Joseph. I think I changed it, though. First question, first important, why did you change your Twitter <laughs> handle? Honestly, I do not know. I think I just, whenever something uh, I do gets a little bit of boring, boring sometimes, I just start changing things for no reason, even if they don't need to change. Oh, okay. I see. Like when you are in the minor leagues and you want to be in the major leagues and dominate, you decide to go to the playoffs and then do exactly that, right? Correct? <laughs> That's, ex- I mean, like I said, you know, you need a little bit of change. Like I was in the minor leagues, I didn't like it, so I just started playing better. And what do you know? <laughs> got po- called back up. You, get, you, you caught every single one of those Pokemons in McCoy Stadium, and now you decided it was time to go up to Boston and dominate. It was uh, the McCoy Stadium Pokemon were were pretty good there for a while, um, you know. But I had to branch out, you know, go to uh, New York City. Um, New York City pretty much has all the Pokemon you need to catch, and thankful for. Central Park, because I now have every single Pokemon, American Pokemon. Did you really, before we get into it, this is, once again, Joe Kelly, pitcher for the Boston Red Sox, appearing on the Bradford Show, first one of the year. I'm calling it episode one. Congratulations. Uh, did you? Yes. Did you, yes. Did you really? This is a reboot. This is what's called a reboot. Um, did you really, when, so you went to New York, I think it was the, what, second to last series of the year. You actually spent your time chasing Pokemon in Central Park? I spent plenty of time catching Pokemon Central Park along with maybe 5,000 other people at 4 a.m. Is that true? <laughs> Dead true. Wait, so, wait. I had to catch them all, and I use this app, which kind of like helps me find Pokemon. It doesn't help me find them, but it tells you like if a Pokemon was last seen and how long ago it was last seen. 
Um, so I just kept refreshing the app in Central Park, and it helped me catch uh, one of the rarest Pokemon with like 30 seconds left. Um, so I got on my, um, I don't know if I should say this, but my electric longboard so I didn't have to run or walk anywhere. Um, and zoomed over there with probably, I don't know, seriously, like 4,000 other people, and I got my last Pokemon. All right, so pretty fun. So the, the thing that baffles me about what you just said, the electric longboard should baffle me, but the fact that you were doing this at 4 o'clock in the morning, why, why, why were you doing this at 4 o'clock in the morning? Because I started at probably 11.30 at night, um, Went, came home from the field, went to my room, got on my sweats, a sweatshirt, um, and like running shoes, more comfy. So then I took my longboard out and went to Central Park because that's where all the Pokemon are. And I show up, and like I said, there's thousands of people there because um, the game was still you know popular, still really really um, hyped. So I went there and. As soon as you know, it got to 4 a.m. Um, time flies and you're having fun uh, when you're catching when you catch a Pokemon in the Pokemon world. No joke. I looked down at my phone. I was like, "Oh crap! I need to go back." Were you home. by yourself? Oh yeah. So bizarre. But the good news is, when you're when you're by yourself, you could you know Clay jumped on the Pokemon train near the end of the year, um, so I had another Pokemon partner uh, for a little bit, uh, Buckles. Um, but you can get stuff done when you're by yourself, you know. Um, I was staying out till, you know, 2 a.m. like nothing, uh, catching Pokemon at my house in Belmont. Uh, my wife is like, "Where are you going?" I'm like, "I'm gonna go catch Pokemon for a couple hours." So I hop on my electric longboard because uh, you're supposed to walk, and the app tracks your GPS for walking speed. So if I go slow enough on my longboard, it tracks it, and it gives me. Um, there's a thing called eggs, and they hatch Pokemon for every, you know, five kilometers you go. And five kilometers is, is a lot, somewhere around three and a half miles. But if you're on your longboard, you could easily get that done, and you're going slow enough to catch Pokemon still. So, um, yeah, time flies and you're catching Pokemon, I guess. At any point did you say, I'm actually a father of a young child? And he was asleep. Trust me. No, he, he, he sleeps through the night. No, I know. But at some um, point, at some point you have to say, I, I, my life has changed and I am going to be a responsible young adult and I'm going to like not go out at four o'clock in the morning in the middle of New York with a electric longboard and chase imaginary video creatures. <laughs> but like I said, I caught them all. I bet you can't find another person that's caught them all. I bet you, I, I, the only other person I know who did that was my, 13-year-old son. And he's not even close to having him. No, no. have like three quarters of No, if you want to smack talk Colby Bradford, go ahead. Go ahead. Colby Bradford, I'm calling you out. I want to see your Pokedex. I want your dad to send me a text or a picture of your Pokedex, and I'll send you mine back. I actually was going to bring... I was One of the questions I wanted to ask you was what it's like to be a millionaire this year. But now I know what it's like to be a millionaire. Because yeah, you, like you if get you're an expensive electric longboard, <laughs> so you don't have to walk and waste energy. So if I'm, I usually stay up till two o'clock, you know, in the night at night during the season, anyways, because our games don't get over till twelve o'clock at night. Then you have to eat and you got to shower, um, and sometimes we don't get back to the hotel till one. So you can't go to bed right away after a game. You're watching TV, you know, two, three, four o'clock. I'd say four o'clock without catching Pokemon is probably normal for an average big leaguer. 
So might as well go catch Pokemon if I'm going to stay up, right? I guess it keeps keeps you off the mean streets. In in yeah, and, I mean we don't wake up till twelve o'clock in the afternoon, anyways, because like I said, the games get done so late. Well, okay, so. Did you find yourself and this? I can't believe I'm even asking this question. But did you find yourself more um, more willing to go Pokemon chasing in the middle of the night as a relief pitcher instead of a starting pitcher? Um, it's probably the same. Honestly, well, you aren't gonna you aren't gonna do this the night before you start, right? Oh heck no. Okay. But as a relief pitcher, it was you know as a starter you could do it at least three four nights. Um, now you yeah, can do it. Night, yeah. Now as a relief pitcher, you can do it every pitcher. night. Yeah, exactly. You know, do it every night. Um, I'm still getting my rest. You know, I get plenty of sort, sleep. I'm sort of eight hours. <laughs> sort of, yes. Um, all right. Well, it's less energy as a relief pitcher too. I mean, you don't have to plan to throw 100 pitches and you know be on the mound for two two hours plus. Um, hopefully, as a relief pitcher, you could you know try to get it done in 10 minutes or less. Do you think that? Do you think this? Watch. This is called a pivot in the in the uh, in the industry, in my profession. Oh, I'm, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna transfer and pivot to the next I'm, question. I, no, I'm not. I'm pivoting to uh, the the sort of the same topic, but not really. Um, gotcha. Did you? Uh, do you think that you are more suited your personality, uh, a personality that chases Pokemon in the middle of the night in Central Park, to relief pitching or starting pitching? It's probably the personality of maybe just a pitcher. Um, pitchers always get a bad rep for being a little bit goofy. Uh, I like to have some fun and be a little goofy. Um, so I would just say pitchers in general are a little bit quirky. Um, but everyone likes to play video games. It was a video game. It was hot at the time. Um, it was a fad. And being super, super competitive, obviously I wanted to catch them all. So you, you talk about video games, and I can't I can't get off the subject. I don't know why, but so you, the, the life of a major league player is so bizarre to me because you, you talk about chasing these things at Central Park at four in the morning. What's the big deal? I'm still sleeping till noon anyway. But you guys, if you weren't chasing Pokemon, my guess is that you guys are all hunkered down in some hotel room playing video games, right? Yes, we have a group of about I'd say five guys. Um, who all bring their Xboxes on the road. And since I am not as wealthy as the other players, I don't get a suite. I don't have a contract, so Ooh. I don't get a suite. So we'll usually go to somebody like Chris Young or David Price's suite, and we'll bring about four or five Xboxes in there. And we all link up and we all play Call of Duty till about 3, 4 in the morning anyways. So, but you could not, besides Buckholds, there was nobody else who would chase Pokemon. So they would say, where are you going? We got to go play Call of Duty. No, I'm going to chase Pokemon. These are, these are the decisions, the big decisions of the big league ball player in 2017. And I have, yeah, I have to give a, a, a couple of assist points to David Price because he was the person who kind of funded my Pokemon. Um, so to catch them all, you kind of have to spend a little bit of money. Um, so I didn't want to spend the money because I wanted to do it the hard way. Um, but he put some funds into my account to make me go catch them all because he's super competitive too and wanted me to catch them all. So we kind of had a team. We were called the Pokey Boys, and that was our fantasy football team name this year also. Uh, 
There's so many things wrong with this. Dem pokey boys. <laughs> so so you had so basically how much how much did you have to spend to catch Pokemon? I, I can't say. All right, all right. So but 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 what but we what you should know is that you had the guy who is making thirty million dollars a year giving the yeah, guy who, giving the guy who makes two million dollars a year uh, money to go catch Pokemon. Yeah, he was he was he was funding me. He's putting he, some funds in, in my. Well, account. it's not like he's investing in you. He doesn't get anything out of it. No, he gets out of it that we're a team and we now have them all. So he gets the satisfaction of saying that we have them all. And he texted me yesterday telling me that we should sell the account because if you go on eBay, you could sell an account that has all the Pokemon for more money than what we put into the game. So it's like a investment for him. So he's looking into it so we could try to sell the account because I'm done catching them. How much money could you sell the account for? For having them all? Yeah. He told me, um, I don't know if it was a typo. He might have put another zero on account. He said that you could sell the account with all the Pokemon for 10 but I think it may be 10 what? 10000 10, Yeah. What are you, so you going to do with $10,000? It's a, just like a return investment, you know? <laughs> if you put in a couple hundred bucks, you get a return investment <laughs> that's, you know, over a 1,000%. Oh my goodness! That's so. And how do you? I, as a quick aside, how did you guys do in the fantasy football league? Because I know you so want. I know you desperately we, want to talk about that. We lost first round of the playoffs with the best team I feel like in the league because Julio Jones didn't play. Um, uh, who else didn't play? Uh, we had another guy that didn't play, and we couldn't sub him out in time because it was a game time decision, and we tried to put in Michael Thomas who also didn't play, so we took a goose egg in that slot. And we, uh, I don't think it would have mattered because we lost by like 30, but, you know, Julio Jones could go off for 30 points, but he didn't play. So we ended up losing first round of the playoffs. Well, my apologies. At least you have, you, the, the payoff is that you get ten grand for selling uh, some mythical online creatures to some poor kid who's probably emptying out his piggy banks to pay for it. So Doubt it. It's probably some rich, you know, kid whose parents own some oil companies that try to keep him happy and the buy him account for maybe his birthday keep keep thinking that um <laughs> so uh let's get to baseball real quick can we get to baseball a little bit please yeah let's talk baseball okay all right um you're gonna My be dad just showed up too okay to, to give we're, him we're hanging we're hanging some nice little photos in the uh dining room area give him my best um <laughs> uh give joseph kelly senior Yes, he's a senior. Okay, give him my best. Um, so uh, you're going to be a relief pitcher, right? Yep. Okay. Have you got your head around that yet? Um, it's around it. Okay. Because you were very good in the playoffs. Why I told you, you, you actually, if they had an award for MVP of the losing team in the American League Division Series, <laughs> you would have, you would have probably won it. You were the best player on the Red Sox. Is that like a participation medal? No, no, no. It's better. It's it's you know it's it's like the fifth place team. You get the MVP, but it's something. So it's a mythical award. It's yes, it's much like, like the, what you're saying. Much like the mythical creatures you are chasing around in Central Park in the middle of the night. Yes, um, awesome. But but you were good. You were very good. I would I would tell you, you. I think if anything, you know, I I, I tell you when you're bad. Correct. Yeah, of uh, course. Right, and, and, I tell myself when I'm bad. Right, and I think that you handle it pretty well. You have a pretty good uh, way about you in terms of understanding that I can say that you're bad or you're good. 
and you were Perfect. you yeah, were exactly you were good and uh thank you and so do you and i know that you want you, you still before it's all said and done you want still want to be a starting pitcher correct eventually yes at some point in your career but for the boston red sox in 2017 you are being classified as a high leverage uh relief pitcher yeah if that's a term for a relief pitcher, sure. No, high leverage. I mean, I'm trying to it's trying to give you, try to make you feel about better about it. Don't search it up. Don't search it up. All right. All right. You're gonna pitch Don't in mop. You're gonna me. pitch up in mop up games in the fifth inning. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> well, Never know. Everybody needs. Everyone needs a hobby. But but everyone I th- needs a role. Everyone needs a role. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think that you know what you did. Oh, at the end of last year, you were in a pretty good position to be a pretty valuable part of that bullpen. Um, once again, I'll ask you once again, have you gotten your head around that role? Because part of the problem, you know as well as I do, you said you wanted to be a starting pitcher. Why do, why do guys want to be starting pitchers in the major leagues? Be honest. Um, be honest. I think it is. Be honest. There's not very minimum. There's, there's less starting pitchers than our relief pitchers. Be honest. And when you're a pitcher, you want to be part of a group that – doesn't have that many of Who makes the money? Every player in baseball. Who makes more money? Uh, I don't know. It depends. You saw all those reliever deals. They got pretty good money. But if you're a good yeah. if you're a good starter, you get paid more than more than relief a really good relief pitcher. They tend to, yes. Yes. All right. I'm just I'm just trying to keep it real. Um but you you are on your way to being a really good relief pitcher for next year. If if I'm basing it off of what I saw in September when you were running around chasing Pokemon, but yet still managing to be a really good relief pitcher, you are going to be a really good relief pitcher heading into this year. At least they think so. Tell me why. Give me give me the top three reasons why you were so good at the end of the year and why you think why I should draft you for my fantasy team heading into the next year. Although I would never draft you for my fantasy team because fantasy teams don't – eighth inning relievers don't make any difference. Yeah, yeah, you, you shouldn't waste a pick on that. What? Tell me, give but me three reasons. The top three reasons? Yeah, why? Why? Um, number one was probably uh, after strike one um, on a hitter. The way I attacked the hitter was very simplified. It was – Throwing, I, didn't, I pretty much got rid of the two-seamers, so I was pretty much throwing all four-seamers um, at the top of the zone, challenging the hitter for swing and misses, pop-ups, or foul balls. Mm-hmm. Um, there's very few hitters who you know, could hit the high fastball um, in the upper 90s. So it was one of the things that I simplified um, you know, when I was in AAA and focused on trying to throw an off-speed pitch um, which was a curveball uh, in the same arm slot um, and bouncing them on the plate for balls. So, so it looked it, like it was coming in as a four-seamer, but you know, disappear as a curveball. So it was more the curveball than the slider, right? At the end in the playoffs, it was all sliders, though. It was uh, I kind of tweaked the slider with Brian Bannister. Um, I think it was the first day in Cleveland. Um, he, we kind of held the same grip, but just did something with my wrist, the way I cocked it a little bit different. And I played catch with him, you know, warming up uh, before batting practice for about 10 minutes. Um, and I liked how it spun and he liked how it spun and how it went straight down and kind of disappeared. 
um, kind of like a Chris Archer type uh, slider. Um, so, you know, I got in the game and I shook to it because I wanted to test it out um, and got a good swing and miss on it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to keep throwing it. And there was one point probably in my third appearance in the playoffs where I threw probably 10 out of the 13 pitches that there were all sliders. Um, and, you know, I didn't want to throw it that much, but I, I kind of uh, fell in love with it because it was generating so many swings and misses and so many foul balls and weak contact. Um, but like I said, it was something that I learned, you know, 10 minutes prior to game one. That's crazy. Um, and said, you know what, why not? Uh, that's kind of like my personality. If I see something that, you know, works or is, I think will work, it's something that I'm going to try. And if it didn't work, then, you know, don't throw it. But that's uh, nuts. But, that's nuts. I mean, that was a playoff game. <laughs> it's another game. It's just, it's just baseball. It was something that, you know, I know that they were scouting me. Um, the hitters were you know, saying, all right, high high-velocity fastballs, he's throwing them at the top of the zone, and he's bouncing curveballs. So, you know, if I bring out a third pitch that they haven't seen, um, obviously in the video, uh, it was something that I thought that I had the advantage on their hitters because I didn't throw it prior to the playoffs. Um, and like I said, it ended up working, and I saw some really uh, bad swings and some really bad timing, and, you know, guys were kind of baffled. Like, I didn't even know he had this pitch. Uh, so it's something, like I said, I, I, I kept throwing that pitch uh, just because there probably wasn't in the scattering port, and it got more swing and misses than I thought it would. So when you go, so when you go into this year, obviously you're going to try doing that when you when you get back in the mound in Fort Myers. But 100%. but but you but you said you know sort of bag the the two seamer. Uh, is it I'm going to go in with the four seamer, that big curveball that you said is sort of deceptive because it looks like the four seamer with the arm slot or whatever, and then this slider. Is it, is it that simple? Yes. It's that that's what I'm my game plan and, and trying to simplify pitching for this season will be. Okay, what's number two? Or <laughs> that was a bunch of them all in one. Did, I, what was what, what was the deal with? Did you do this before with the with the leg thing, the the timing thing with the leg kick and the? Yeah, I've done, I've, I've done this in St. Louis. Uh, yeah, kind of lost it a little bit. Something I learned from Adam Wainwright. He does it numerous times throughout a start. Did you do it more um, though? I did it a little bit more from the bullpen because I was strictly out of the stretch. So it was a little bit easier to mess with hitters because, you know, especially that first batter with nobody on, um, a little bit easier to long hold or slide step or quick pitch um, because obviously it's not a box and with nobody on base. Uh, so it was a little bit easier to get that first out of the inning um, by maneuvering, like I said, different, not mechanics, but different types of way to slow and speed the hitters up. All right. Is there anything else that you did? No. Um, just located my fastball better. Um, was that, found a 14 was grip that worked, and uh, it's kind of hard to explain. Like a, a hand slot, um, so I wouldn't get on side of the baseball, so it would stay true. Um, so, you know, down and away to righties was a little bit easier for me to hit than it was before. So when you go back to you look at when you were starting and you were part of the rotation heading into the year, what what regrets do you have that said, if I only did this, it would have been different? Um, not, I mean, not learning the, the command of that down and away to righty with the fastball, which I learned um, kind of by self-teaching down in AAA. And like I said, it, it worked, so I stuck with it. You know, when I called back up, um, instead of it worked here, it's going to work there. Um, and just tried to throw the fastball how I did um, in AAA. Were you worried when you went down to AAA? 
worried about Was your, I worried? Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously it's a punch in the gut, but it's you know, or were you just like, I'll just make it back and I'll dominate when I get back? Yeah, that was pretty much my mindset. Um, you know, I couldn't do other than anything other than you know get people out, um, like I did in AAA. Uh, but you know, it's all pretty much I focus on and you know having fun with the guys down there and uh, enjoy the the time in the bullpen and you know talk with the younger guys and um, guys that you know aren't on the roster who have plenty of questions about what it's like in the big league. So it was, it was fun, kind of helping out the younger guys um, and you know talking shop and you know hanging out in the bullpen. Do you think you're going to have a good team this year? That's a stupid. I think we will be good. I yeah. Mean, on paper, you know, we're good. Uh, but where were you when you found, yeah, found everyone, out about a, where were you when you found out about the Chris Sale trade? Um, I was in my neighbor's pool house um, where we lived for six weeks because our house wasn't done because it was flooded. Yeah, I, I I do the you have to how much how much should it cost to fix it? Let's get this out of the way. Your your pipes burst and you had to fix your entire new house. Uh how much should it cost you? Um well it's not done, but it's probably gonna be somewhere around two hundred. Okay. Not two hundred dollars. No. Okay. Uh all right, but you move back in. I'm glad you and your family, your wife and your new young son, Knox. Have moved back we moved in. Moved back in Christmas Eve at ten o'clock at night, and I put up a tree at eleven thirty at night. We really? got that ready before Christmas morning. Really? Yep. What a dad! <laughs> and then you went out, and then you went out chasing Pokemon for the rest of the night. No, I caught them all. I don't need. To, I don't need to chase them anymore. Well, what do you do now? What's what's wh- where are you going to be at in three o'clock in the morning for the upcoming Probably season? In Price's room playing. Some Call of Duty. Do you think so? You obviously you keep in touch with these guys, you know, outside of you and David Price hatching eBay schemes. Um, <laughs> but but you keep in touch with. Do you get the sense that guys are looking forward to getting the, like the, the whole team together? Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I talked to a couple guys here and there, but uh, mostly mostly Price. You know, I'll talk to him. You know, every other day or every three days. Um, he'll even shoot me a text. Or I'll shoot him a text. Uh, but yeah, I think everyone's definitely looking forward to uh, this season. I think the playoffs left left a bad taste in you know the whole team's mouth. Basically, you know it was first time for the young guys who've never been in the playoffs. Um, I don't know if, if if it was the environment, but you know it, our team played a little bit different. You know we were kind of shell shocked going into a stadium that you know was. Very, very loud. Um, like I said, half the team who hasn't been in the playoffs was understanding it for the first time. And now I think that we all got that taste of, you know, we got our butts kicked in the playoffs and we know how the environment is. Um, I think everyone's itching to get back um, and, and, and show, obviously, Major League Baseball and our fan base that uh, hopefully we're going to have a great team for years to come. Would you play in the World Baseball Classic if they asked you to? 100%. I think that's an honor. And I, I think that. Now that since I'm a reliever, uh, it's less stress on your arm than it would be as, if you're a starter. Um, I mean, if you're a one or two starter in the big leagues, uh, you know, I doubt most of those guys will even go play on the team just because, you know, you got to start ramping up a little bit earlier than usual. Yeah, Porcello, Porcello said he's not playing. Yeah, it's a smart, you know. it's Like I said, it's, it's much harder as a starter to do it as a reliever. I think that all the – closers or top-end relievers, it probably has, you know, no effect on them. Yeah. Do they ask you? 
No, I haven't been asked. Well, they should. If they did, I would definitely want to play. I think that's awesome. Who are you living with in spring training? This year, it's going to be Price because um, Did he, he has a doesn't he have a, he's a, got married and has a kid. Yes, but there's Zika in Florida, and so his wife is oh. not going to come out because of the baby. Oh, oh, okay. So, and then we just moved in our house, you know, a week ago. So my wife and my son want to enjoy the time of actually being home um, and just come visit in the spring. That's nice. So I would imagine yeah. there's absolutely again you don't care because you've you've maxed out on Pokemon. There's no Pokemon <laughs> in Fort Myers. No, probably not. No, no. Um, how much are you going to file for in, ar- in arbitration? I have no clue. Um, something that we haven't really talked about yet. Um, it's coming up. Me and my agent. Yeah, it's coming up. Well, he'll he'll be coming out here soon, shortly to California. What what uh what is the what was the what was the biggest difference in being a two millionaire? I I mean um, you're 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 a pretty normal guy. I mean I mean normal in the sense probably, you're, you're probably noticing that um over half your paycheck is gone because of taxes. Is that true? <laughs> That's the biggest thing I noticed. Oh yeah. How much would you get? I mean, and this isn't like telling tales out of school because everyone knows how much money you make, right? So yeah. So you get paid twice a month. How much would your paycheck be? Um, Do you remember, or is it direct I deposit? Don't really remember. It's, it's all direct. I don't. Oh, then I don't blame you yeah. for not knowing because I don't not know how much I no, get no, paid no. either. Yeah, no, it's all direct. But I know that since I live in California, and obviously we're in the top tax bracket, um, federal wise, um, it was more than fifty percent, a little over fifty percent, of what you get taxed. And so, besides knowing the tax thing, did anything else change? Like, man, this is because still, it's a lot of money. You get it, and and besides hoverboards or whatever you're doing, I mean, no, I didn't make any big purchases besides you know fixing up the house. Um, something that I'm we're pretty smart. Don't go out. Second year of our second right. year of arbitration. Congratulations, that's good. Thank you. I wish yeah, I was in the you. second year of arbitration. Oh. You you definitely enjoy it, yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I am the exact opposite of the second year of arbitration. Uh, so what what questions do you have for me? Anything? Um, if there was a media Olympics between only Boston media, yep. where would you place in a decathlon? First. Mm, first? And, and you're talking about there's, base, there's no way. baseball, baseball writers? There too. Who? I mean, no, all all media. All, all yeah. I don't. I, you saw. You've seen. I, I've. I don't know if you knew this, but I pitched for the media game. I've, I've seen it. Yeah, I'm dropping. But that, but that that has nothing to do with running or jumping or throwing. I I don't know if you knew. I've run five marathons. <laughs> I have. Okay. Well, you have you have an advantage there. Yeah. Okay. So it's not a, it's, a, it's I I don't know first I mean it's it, it, I, yes I'm a very good athlete I'm an excellent athlete absolutely I, I would do outstanding that's the best question you have for me you know so so for so for instance I did, I did a podcast with Travis Shaw a couple of weeks ago and I and, yep. and and we were talking about um, the media media hanging around in the clubhouse and. And one of the things they said, you know, that, you know, why are you guys hanging around so much? And I said, you know, because you guys are all upstairs. 
And he said that you know we that you guys think that we're eavesdropping on your conversations. Do you, is that true? Um, I've never thought about that. Okay, all right. It's well, a fair you, question to ask. Is is there eavesdropping going no, on? No, no. Why? It's it's the, the reality is because everyone's upstairs and there's no one yeah, out there. Food, everything's upstairs. Right, and so you guys avoid coming down when the media is there. So you end up standing around watching the TVs. That's the reality. And absolutely no one cares about that at all except for us, but I'm just bringing it out there. So so would, so in reality, if every player was down there when you guys got in, mm-hmm. how long would it take until you guys got out? If we sat in our locker for 15 minutes, would it be done? No. Because because well why not why why well why because we because once I'm w- once I'm done with you I'm going to move on to the next player yeah but usually it's five minutes or less per interview right so how many players do you need I don't know what I, if there was a designated five players these five players stay this day these five players stay the next day this, it, it sounds like something this sounds like something you guys have been thinking about that you might approach well, in the new CBA great. it might be a, it might be a great idea. You think there's too much standing around? Yes, and especially in a small clubhouse like Boston, I could see if it was bigger where you could, you guys could all have a corner. But there's so much media in Boston; you guys take up more than half the locker room. I feel like. But but in fair, you you know the difference between the road and the home. The home is there's a lot of TV cameras. There's a lot more exactly. people. So, like I said, if we had five guys each time, would that be good? But see, but you also know how it works. You've seen okay. When the TV cameras are there, they all go to one player, right? And then there's a scrum around mm-hmm. that one player. And like, I don't like, I don't want to do that. You know, I'd rather go where everybody else isn't. So I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go to the one of the designated five players. That sucks. Yes. No, I don't. Well, no. You could get a different, you could get different designated to the next five, the next day. No, 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 because everyone's going to the same people. It's boring. All right, well, everyone's down there 15 minutes. Yeah. Is that fair? No, it's not fair. This, this is where we're going to have to agree to disagree. Anyway. All right, 20 minutes. Tw- all, right, all right, 20 minutes. You got me. I don't want to keep you any longer because I know your dad's there and you're hanging pictures and, and, uh, and everything. trying to buy people delivering stuff. Are you, going right to, uh, are you going to win a weekend at Foxwoods? I'm not. My cousin's getting married. Are you, oh, really? Ooh. Yep. It's not going to be the same without you. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Probably not. Um, but anyway, I appreciate you joining the Bradford Show for the first at an episode one of the reboot. Um, thank you very much. No, thank you. It's, it's an honor to be on episode one of 2017. All right. You may be on episode three. I cannot confirm or deny that. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All righty. New on Curiosity Stream. From time to time, we have collisions between asteroids and the Earth. We track them, we study them, we hope the big one never comes. Don't look up, it's Asteroid Rush. And alligators. They rarely get sick, they even outlasted the dinosaurs. Could they hold the secret to human longevity? Their blood could have antibacterial applications. Wade into the investigation on immortal alligators. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 
303's revolutionary graphene nano spray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy to use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors have the expertise to find exactly what you need and the ethics to do the right thing, even when it's the harder thing. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. 